Welcome back to a new episode with a very interesting guest. I'm honored to present the ETO group. For those of you that have been following IOTA for quite a while, probably knows quite good who they are. But for, for not everyone, not everyone has been reading all the blog posts. So this episode is dedicated to, to dive a little bit deeper into what the ETO group uh, is all about and what the uh, connection with IOTA is. Um, so from the ETO group, we have Benjamin, which is going to help us understand a bit more about what's going on. Welcome, mate. Yeah. Hi, Thomas. Very nice to hear you. Thank you. Been looking forward to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. I appreciate being here. That's wonderful. Um, before we start with the uh, basic questions, um, could you explain a little bit what the ETO group is? Yeah, of course. So uh, ETO group is uh, um, in in the fields of commercial vehicles, automotive in industry products active. We have locations around the world. Um, so we are producing actuators and sensors. We're developing then our own. We have roughly two and a half thousand employees globally. Yeah, and um, we are transforming our business at the moment towards the IoT industry, towards offering services to customers to just strengthen our uh, portfolio. Yeah, and we are very much related to the automotive and commercial vehicles industry. So um, my previous position were in sales um, so I was responsible for commercial weeks business in the past and now since three years I'm I'm working uh, in that new field of strategy and corporate development uh, where we develop all kinds of IOT related businesses apps and everything that's around software development mm. and do you see like a rise of interest from IOT stuff from your customers um, yes, uh, not only from our existing customers, but also from creating uh, new opportunities um, for new customers. So first of all, we, we do deliver a lot of sensors already today to the market. And of course, uh, delivering sensors means also delivering data. So um, if we add uh, services based on this data, it's definitely a value add for our customers. Mm. Yeah, so, yep. Wonderful. Um, so how did the ETO group become aware of IOTA? Yeah, so actually, um, it uh, was a, a lucky incident. I visited a conference in Munich in, I think it was May 2020, and uh, I met Markus Sopper from Comedy Filancore. Back then, he was not at Filancore, but um, um, where where he was in a panel discussion and discussing uh, with art, other participants from the panel about uh, the distributed ledger technology from IOTA. And uh, I carefully listened to what he said and of course also what the others said. And more or less uh, yeah, what I heard and learned back then was that it is going to um, change the industry quite a bit, change uh, the data silos that we have at the moment and change the data sovereignty, which uh, which needs to be given back uh, to to the people uh, that actually own the data, and that was so interesting for me um, that I yeah kind of read throughout that entire summer of 2020 
uh, about blockchain technology, about DLT technology. So it was like my biggest learning curve in the past 12 years uh, on a new technology. And I found it so interesting that uh, I personally decided to bring in that knowledge yeah, into uh, the company. And yeah, since then, we as e Gruppe are, are discussing uh, promising business cases. And uh, yeah, in 2021, we had done uh, many concept, proof of concepts uh, on which we worked on. And yeah, now we are in the industrialization phase with some projects and hopefully entering entering the market with that technology by the end of this year. Wow. So we would actually be like live and in use end of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yes. Um, so um, there are some agricultural products which we presented on the Digital Farming Conference in Berlin just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there's also a nice video on YouTube that you can find under Bitcom um, that uh, you can watch where we present it. Unfortunately, it's all in German, but uh, maybe we can get throughout the next couple of months uh, an English translation of it. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. And that, that's one of the business cases which we will definitely present. Um, and it's yeah integrated in hardware. It's connected to hardware and Hopefully, we are one of the first companies that really solves one of the problems that are out there. Fantastic. Uh, regarding that video, uh, I know a few guys in the IOTA content creator DAO that can probably translate it into a, a very good one. Um, so I guess you guys have done quite your like done your lessons and uh, research which one you want to use. Um, what made you go for IOTA and not something else? Uh, I think it's pretty simple. So um, based on that conference in Munich, of course, I did a lot of research in, in those months afterwards in 2020, and I started contacting IOTA directly. Uh, so actually, Marcus Sopper uh, connected me, and um, I received some really great feedback from IOTA, uh, and they even invited us uh, to, to visit their yearly conference in Travemünde in 2020, which we attended. And yeah, when we were there for those couple of days, we, we learned so much about IOTA that we really saw that it's a good potential uh, to, to use this technology. And um, we, we thought, okay, we are, sensor we are delivering sensors uh, to the market and there are new business potentials that IOTA um, developed and is still developing. So actually it was, um, it was not that we uh, went uh, in a general overview and compared all the technologies used. Um, it's more coincidence that we that we really met IOTA. And of course, in 2021, we had some other blockchains that we reviewed. And, but in the end, uh, we saw the biggest potential for IOTA because it's just fee-less. And that's one big thing for us. Um, it's scalable and it's trustworthy. So. It solves most of our problems, but what's most important for the industry, and maybe people don't like to know it, but it's all about cost. Yeah. So mm. if you want to be competitive in the end, uh, if it costs money, it's 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 not competitive. Competitive. So we like the idea of having fee-less transactions. It allows a lot of business models, especially in terms of micropayments, uh, which which is just great. I keep comparing it to emails if you would have to pay. Uh, one cent that you send with every email, probably people would not really use it. So mm. we need a, we need a free technology for transferring trustworthy data, and I think that so far it is very 
very good. We chose IOTA, even though not everything is perfect. We know that, but also on our end, we need time to develop our product. And this is pretty much in line with the development roadmap we see from IOTA. Mm. And so what type of projects are you guys building now that is using the IOTA technology? Well, um, I think the first one I already mentioned, so we will have um, agricultural sensors, so sensors which uh, farmers can use uh, to put into their ground. Um, so they are battery driven, they are solar powered, and they transmit data about the soil, they transmit data about weather conditions. And um, of course, this data can be valuable, not only for the farmer, but also for others. So that's a very simple business case that uh, we actually build a platform that allows um, anybody who downloads our apps or our front-end services um, to, to purchase data from others. So we have, on the one hand, the farmer that is creating data with his agricultural, with the agricultural sensors, and on the other hand, we might have uh, other farmers that are interested in this data. Simplest case is the neighbor farmer who is interested in, in the data. Instead of buying an own sensor, he can simply buy the data for little for very low cost per day instead of buying buying the hardware by himself. So um, that's one of the business cases. And of course, then we have the very long vision of delivering traffic sensors uh, to the market, uh, which we develop in the funded project from the Ministry of, uh, of Traffic and Digitalization in Germany, which is called Alfred. And in, in this uh, project, yeah, we're delivering traffic sensors where uh, traffic data is generated um, and can be shared with anybody using the IOTA uh, technology. And it's the data is really well protected, um, which is very good for us. And even even better is that we can prove that the data is really coming from ETO sensors. So we can sign the data when we create the data in the sensor and make it available to others. So that others really are sure that this these sensor data is coming from, from trusted hardware. Um, yeah, and of course, we have some purely related uh, ID business cases where where we use digital digital identities and uh, or sorry decentralized identities from IOTA um, to for example in counterfeit uh, protection. So we want to give customers in the future the chance to make sure that uh, that they are um, that they can sell original parts to the aftermarket. And that's uh, I think we believe it's a big competitive adventure if if you can make sure that uh, only your only original parts are used in the aftermarket. And for all of this, we will always have digital identities. Mm. And and the project Alfred is is very big, isn't it? Wasn't it the, the biggest um, automotive project ever done in Germany? Uh, uh, not automotive, but uh, in, in traffic infrastructure, I think it was definitely one of the biggest. I don't know if it was the biggest ever but certainly one of the biggest ones and but it contains uh, more than just uh, our traffic sensors so actually uh, there are like three big modules being developed in Alfred so one is uh, an intelligent crossing where uh, just everybody that is crossing the crossing such as uh, people walking by bicyclists uh, or cars trucks are, de um, are detected and um, the second 
big part is that we have like a big control center where all the data is flowing in and it's being visualized so that actually decisions can be taken. Um, and then the third big part is, is of course our part where we uh, deliver or where we develop um, an intelligent delineator, which is nothing else but a traffic sensor that's detecting um, all kinds of traffic data, such as classification of cars, if it's a car, if it's a truck, motorcycle, or uh, the, the car speed, uh, the occupation of the lanes. And of course, you can imagine that this kind of data is, is of high value um, for anybody for following cars um, to prevent from accidents, to prevent from traffic congestion. So if we can that, make that data available to anybody uh, via simple apps, or via your navigation system, then that's really um, a, a valuable sensor that can be, uh, yeah, that can really be a competitive product in the in the future. And we do have the potential um, and the capacities to de to develop such a project and bring it into the market. And um, of course, it's a longer project because you can imagine that there's a lot of regulations that needs to be taken care of. Um, but we will solve it. So I, I really hope that by 2025, we will have some products in the market. Wonderful. And so Alfred is kind of in the startup phase right now. Do you have like sensors already put out? Yeah. So, so I think the first project that will actually go into the market are the agricultural sensors. <clears throat> and um, um, that's going to happen this year. Mm. So um, we will have a a rollout here in Europe and hopefully also by 2023 in the US and then to the rest of the world. Um, of course, we, we still need to solve some issues, some issues on regulation side, some uh, some issues here on the software development and electronics, but it's solvable now. So um, that's also the reason why uh, we published it uh, during the Berlin conference just a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, now we are entering the last uh, testing and, and validation phases. So um, yeah, we, we put it to our website farmunited.com and hope that I hope that somewhere in autumn people can start ordering those products and, and download our app, use the IOTA wallet, and, and start um, selling farmers' data and purchasing farmers' data. Wonderful. Um so, so if anybody listening isn't quite aware or ain't able to visualize what it is Alfred is all about, then there's a very good YouTube video explaining it. If you just go search for ETO Group uh, Alfred, you will get a short clip there explaining everything. Um, but I was also there is a project called Trade, isn't it? Yes, yes. So Trade is a project that we have with a technical Hochschule in Ingolstadt and with Company Filancore together. Uh, so we, we applied for that, I think, already one and a half years ago, and then we got awarded with uh, with some funding. And um, actually, it's about um, yeah, a little bit about the the entire cyber physical system that's that's used uh, when you are uh, owning a car, when you want to have uh, communication with uh, with other participants in in traffic. And especially Eto Gruppe is um, developing the counterfeit uh, hardware and software that's needed to make sure that the data that is being sent is really signed uh, so that it's really coming from where it's supposed to come and that uh, people have control over this data. 
And so you can imagine it as sensors that we, uh, where we have a little hardware chip integrated, which is carrying a, a DID, so a digital identity or decentralized identity, and which allows then eventually that we can sign our, that we can sign our uh, sensor data and make it available to others. So you can imagine that uh, you don't really want to trust somebody else's data uh, <clears throat> because it could be, of course, hacked, but we want to solve that. So we are creating a counterfeit protection chip at the moment uh, that we will put into, into any kind of module needs to be extremely cheap so that it can be integrated in any kind of hardware uh, that is electrically driven. So everything that has a connector could possibly in the future have uh, such kind of a, a counterfeit protection chip. Wow, wonderful. And and what made you work with uh, Filanco? Well, uh, yeah, as I said, I met Marcus Soppa a couple of years ago um, on that conference in Munich. Um, yeah, in the beginning, we were just working together. So we were awarding some proof of concept work um, to the company he worked for. And um, yeah, then we found out that this has much more potential because we believe that really the topic that needs to be solved is that every sensor, every actuator, so all the hardware needs to have some kind of uh, yeah identity. So that's what Filanco is all about, identity management. And um, yeah, when when they approached us um, and, and said, hey, we would like to build a new company. Yeah, we were discussing that. And, and then we decided, yeah, we want to invest into Filanco. Um, and there's one major reason behind it and that's that we think their solution is more cost competi competitive than other solutions at the moment in the market uh, so it's um it might sound hard but we see that there's a competitive advantage using Fila course identity gateway instead of using alternative technologies to manage identities and um, we are selling millions of sensors and actuators every year so if we think about only a small portion of them to be carrying a digital identity, that, that means we will uh, create a lot of costs using traditional certificates. And we just don't want to have these costs. We need to make sure that they are the having the most competitive technology on board. And Filancor is really, really promising. We've just uh, together presented at the Hanover trade show last week, actually this week, sorry. And um, yeah, we see that a lot of other customers uh, are, are coming in. They start understanding the technology, which is kind of hard in the beginning for most of industry companies. But once you get, once you really understand what this, this is all about and how much potential it has, then you really start asking yourself, why would you use a different technology? Of course, they are dependent on, on, on yeah, eventually side being done and uh, of course we can think about discussing about other DAT technologies but so far everything is really looking extremely promising and so we decided to, to start using the technology here in our products um, 
might not be the case that we are introducing everything by 2022, but I'm really looking forward into 2023 to use that technology on a large scale. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to follow you guys. And um, then there's also Swarm Logistics. Uh, what's that about? Yeah, that's just a recent investment uh, that we did. And um, yeah, I can only advise you should connect to Damia from Swarm Logistics. I probably think he would be a good candidate for your discussion as well. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, so uh, what is it all about? I, Swarm Logistics is uh, building a, um, a software that allows to uh, dynamically um, plan logistics. So if you're owner of um, a, a logistics company and you have many, many trucks, you need a, today you need a lot of human power, a lot of human brain power to plan uh, all the trucks. And that's, of course, a static planning because there are so many variables um, out there, like driving times. Uh, you have so many different cost factors that come in, variable costs for gasoline or for diesel. And all these um, variables um, can be calculated much, much easier uh, if you use some AI technologies. And that's actually what they do. So. They, they, they will support companies uh, that want to plan uh, in a more efficient way. And that's what it's all about, to find, to be cost competitive. So um, they, they save cost at their customers. And um, so we are not directly a logistics company, but um, we, are, uh, we are a company that delivers sensor technologies. And of course, if you think about uh, sensor technologies to detect goods, uh, then you can easily connect the dots and, and come up with the idea why we integrated or why we invested in, in swarm logistics. And uh, we have a huge commercial business here in our company, uh, which is uh, yeah, developing very um, high quality products. And we are entering with swarm logistics new potentials uh, to also offer service products, uh, hardware products with with a service connected to it. And yeah, for us, it's extremely interesting. It's maybe uh, in, a little bit further down the road compared to, to Filancore, um, but it is extremely interesting for us. And we are, we are foundation, did not mention that in the beginning. Um, so we have a long-term roadmap for, for things. And uh, we think this is a very strategic investment for us uh, that helps both sides. We can, we can build hardware that uh, Swarm Logistics can use uh, the other way around. We can sell services um, on our end using the, the technology that Swarm Logistics is building. And we believe that it's just good that a smaller startup um, is, is receiving some funding from industry customers um, that allows them to grow faster because then other companies will more likely, um, yeah, will more likely trust such kind of a small startup um, that they are still existing in a few years. So I think it's a win-win for both of us. And we share a very, very similar vision. So Damian and I, we met, uh, I think, a couple of years ago, and um, it was an innovation summit that was organized, which we attended 
Yeah, so he was uh, giving a pitch and on that event and I immediately stepped up to him and said, hey, you have your exact same vision than we do. Um, let's do something together. And then, yeah, we worked on a technical roadmap. I cannot disclose it now, but uh, that roadmap is existing. And yeah, at the end of that uh, process, we, we just took the decision to invest. Wonderful. That's, that sounds pretty interesting there. Um, but also a little bit back to the farming area and like when and why did the ETO group integrate farming technology into the products? Yeah, that's actually uh, some two and a half, three years ago when that started. Um, we just uh, asked ourselves uh, with all the competences and technologies we have in house, what else can we can we do to to, of course, grow and bring some value to the market? And we did a lot of research on, on several fields, actually, and, and we found out that, especially in the farming market, uh, we are where we are in now, it is really interesting to bring in more high-tech products at low cost. So we analyzed the market, we kind of found out that certain products, which, which we would think should be there, were not there, such as... Uh, very smart remote controlled irrigation systems um yeah decentralized sensors which are kind of self-powered by by solar power and we did not find a lot so we digged ourselves into the market more and more and and figured out it's not there the products are simply not there why not develop those products so we started the projects and of course, once you start such a project, you, you get contacts more and more. So last year, we we found a company uh, called Innovel, uh, which we integrated into Eto Gruppe by now, uh, which has been just recently renamed to Farm United. And uh, it was a it was great having, or it is great now having them in Eto Gruppe because they are simply in the market for so long. So they are already in the agricultural market since 1994. So they have a long history and experience. They already have a lot of hardware equipment in the market. They have a fantastic um, um, backend system. They have fantastic uh, cloud, um, cloud uh, IoT cloud, which we can, uh, where we can integrate all our products in and, and thousands of customers are using it already around the globe. So it was like a kickstart to our already, already existing promising development. So we took the decision to develop irrigation valves. We took the decision to develop those, um, those farming sensors. And now we have the potential to, to bring all these technologies to an existing uh, customer base and also um, hopefully creating new potential uh, yeah, farming projects and, and bring them to the market. Um, yeah. Mm. And like, do, do you expect to, to see all these different things being adopted on a worldwide scale? Uh, yes, definitely. So it is already being adopted. Um, so of course, for each and every single piece or product which we are developing there's always somebody uh, that is doing something similar so there is competition out there which is being adopted and at the moment there's a transition phase in the farming farming industry which we recognize towards iot related products and it's clear the work 
workforce is getting more expensive. There are less people who want to do the job. So it's um, it's it's kind of calling for more autonomy, for more mm. robotics. Um, so that market is in a big transition phase as I see it. Of course, I'm not the expert for agriculture, but um, um, I see that there's a big, uh, big change coming throughout the next years. And that's what I'm saying. So I, I think, of course, there will be a big transition towards IoT related products, uh, but it's very hard to predict timing. So it will mm-hmm. not be the case that every farmer will buy hardware, remote controlled hardware and download apps next year. That's certainly not the case, but that's something we can build on. We have, we have the power to, to build the market and uh, we have to, uh, yeah, the financial strengths uh, to keep develop, developing such kind of products. Mm. And yeah, for us, it's really, really good that the blockchain and DAT uh, is still in its early phase because it gave us uh, the chance to to be one of the first uh, movers in these markets and uh, that's for us always good because traditionally we are always one of the first movers so it doesn't matter if it's automated transmissions where we develop products for our braking systems e2 is used to being one of the first movers and uh, that's giving us a chance to 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 be very successful actually so we are used to picking up on the newest technologies and yeah, introducing them into the market. And that's one adventure or advantage um, that uh, one advantage that we have here in aid to a group that we are really having a sustainable and long-term roadmap, which we can follow. Yeah. And that allows us, that allows us to, to, uh, to not think in quarters, but really think in years. And in this case, it did go faster than we expected. So um, of course we want to be always faster but yeah it's actually looking very very promising at the moment that's wonderful to hear me um you also mentioned uh because my original question is could you see the token being implemented at later stage because now you you are adopting the technology and the everything and then it might be easier to accept to actually get a token in at a later stage but you did mention in uh, an iota wallet yeah um as i said uh, we have presented actually that solution already in Berlin a couple of weeks ago. And then of course, people don't really, uh, probably don't really notice that uh, one of the reasons might be that it was in German language. Um, but yes, um, we work together with IOTA quite, quite well. And uh, I think when was it maybe like seven, eight, nine months ago, we received the first um, software from from IOTA with a mobile wallet. Um, you know that uh, not even for anybody else, uh, the Firefly wallet mm-hmm. is available for for mobile applica- uh, for mobile devices. Um, but we were did, uh, actually working on it in parallel. So um, yeah, somehow unnoticed by anybody, of course. But um, yeah, now we are uh, actually testing the wallets at the moment. Um, and of course, the idea is once we get the hardware to the market in autumn, then uh, people will be able to download our app and, and use the IOTA wallet. It will not have all the features, uh, which we don't need. So, of course, we don't need staking in our wallet. So it's not so complicated yeah. as it is for IOTA to develop it. And I fully understand that they need that time to really make sure that it's bulletproof. 
I mean, we had that hack last year in the beginning and we don't need that again. No. So it's good they made their experience and that they learned from it. So, mm -hmm. but for us, it's even better because yeah, we're coming out more or less at the same time, probably towards the end of the year with that solution. And yeah, people will be able to, to use IOTA to buy, to buy data. Mm, wonderful. And um, like in where, in where in the industry would you like to adopt the token? Well, it's now starting with the agricultural topics. And um, I think that's, uh, that's for us, it's quite an achievement. We, we put a lot of work power into, into that topic uh, for the past two years. So it was not, was not simple. We have many engineers working on that um, distributed ledger technology and then on the wallet, especially um, we, we had to create a complete infrastructure um, which we are still working and developing on. So it's not just implementing a wallet into an app. Um, it's, it's a lot of backend work that needs to be done. Mm. And I think once we, once we roll out the agricultural business, um, there will be uh, more businesses uh, where we apply the same technology to. So um, we, are, we are developing several different applications at the moment, also different hardware, which is not announced yet. Um, but towards the end of the year, I think uh, there will be some, some more products coming out that will use the same technology. Mm. And like, would it be um, like a tractor having a wallet where, you, where it gets paid for the amount of land it, it like kind of mows? No, no, and it's, it will not be wallets in trucks and cars. And I think at least uh, for what I know, uh, that's something that the OEMs would do. So the car manufacturers would, would need to do that. I think that's, we are, we are not a car manufacturer, so we would never, uh, we would never develop a wallet for, for, yeah, for an OEM, I think. Um, so we are, we are more going into wearables. We are going into more sensors that we can bring to the market in different fields. It doesn't matter if it's industry or if it's uh, farming or if it's uh, consumer wearables. Um, there are a lot of potentials that we see at the moment. Yeah, and I, uh, I cannot disclose everything here mm -hmm. today, but uh, just yeah, follow up on towards the end of the year. And I think there will be some very interesting products coming out. Yeah. And like I've I've always wondered about that how how to bring uh, cryptocurrency into the daily life of a normal person because I can imagine like all the farmers I know uh, wouldn't like they have big trouble even logging into Facebook so I can't imagine they would be able to navigate through Binance to buy crypto in order to use it. Yeah, exactly. So as I said, there will be some positive surprises hopefully. Yeah. Um, so we we will make that happen that you that you don't need need to go through Binance. Of course, you can go through Binance or anybody any else exchanges. Mm. Uh, we solve that topic a little bit different, so that we take away exactly that fear from from the customers. It's not just the farmers. That's uh, I, I mean that's even even for anybody that's not really for anybody that can be a problem. Not everybody is used to uh, doing a KYC process and uh, uh, doing maybe even with video through an app. So that's kind of a hard thing to do. So we, we found some, some interesting solutions there, how we can make exactly that process step as easy as possible. But um, of course, we are not intending to use only IOTA for selling data. 
Um, so we use only traditional, we, we use also traditional Euro or US dollar. So we use also fiat. We cannot force somebody into IOTA. That's, that's for sure. We don't want to that. That would really uh, not be smart to do it like this. But you can imagine that uh, if the farmer is only selling data, he doesn't really need to buy any IOTA. And then it's very similar to the basic attention token BAT when you browse on Brave, maybe you do it. And after a couple of months, you recognize, hey, you have some BAT token there. And then you start to uh, understand the topic a little bit more. And maybe then you're you're willing to to walk through KYC to collect your tokens. Mm. And, and that's a similar process that will happen here. So um, we can release a wallet uh, to the to the farmers. Um, and after a while, maybe they, they see, hey, there's really a value there. And then they can then they can really uh, have leave it in their wallets or or withdraw it or whatever. So it's it's their choice. And mm. what it's all about it's that yeah they have control over their data. So um, it's not about um, um, it's not about uh, fiat and and crypto or fiat versus crypto. It's about data ownership. Who is who is owning data? Who is selling data? Who has the rights to sell data? And that's where we want to. Uh, to that's where we where we are working on. So we see IOTA and uh, the IOTA token and the TLT. We see it as a technology, and um, of course, people today people talk about trading, which is okay. I don't have a problem. People talk about DeFi and everything, but um, we want to we want to have one one additional. Uh, thought process put on top and that's just who is owning data and who is allowed to sell data and we always think whoever owns the hardware should be able to sell its data mm. and yeah it's it's a process um it will not be extremely fast we are um yeah we are not the biggest company in the world but we are not not small as well so we might make a small change in this world wonderful I really like that you said these things. It's super exciting. I think the community will definitely appreciate the information. Um, but also, we, we spoke about a little bit about the uh, automotive industry. Uh, both you guys and IOTA is uh, very involved in it. Uh, do you think this is a space where you guys might collaborate at a later stage? Yeah, possibly at a later stage. Um, um, the main reason is uh, is just capacity in our engineering teams. Yeah, so of course we have tons of ideas what you could do, but um, yeah, you probably figured out by yourself. You need so much engineering power to build it, to build the infrastructure, and to integrate it in a business case. There's so much work that needs to be done, um, and it's really more a long-term topic. Um, and it probably makes only sense if if automotive customers really want it. Mm. So to we cannot just uh, develop a technology and then hope that one OEM comes to us and, and pushes it in front of us. Of course, we are doing this with proof of concepts, which we present, but um, um, but it's taking time. We we know exactly how long it takes to develop many hardware products and bring them bring them to the market. There's usually like timeframes between three and five years from receiving the request for quotation until actually start of production. Mm. And yeah, it doesn't mean that this is the case also for software products. 
um, but it's it's a long longer story. And um, I think there's so much potential out there um, that it's that we can grab much easier as a company uh, than focusing only on automotive. So we do this in parallel. Um, but we need to really be focused on the business cases which we have to to keep our competitive advantage. Yeah, uh, as long as as long as we can. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting to see what Jaguar Land Rover has to show us once they are ready with their work. Um, but all, being being an industry uh, like a builder on the crypto space, uh, is it easy for the ETO group and others to to actually integrate IOTA into their product? No, definitely not. Um, not in the terms that it's not easy to uh, use the technology because I mean everything is open standard. You can you can follow the source code developments, so that's not the problem. Also, the support from IOTA is great, but there are many many regulatory um, topics that you need to care that you need to take care of. Uh, the we are still not having the Mika Verordnung in place. Sorry, um, Mika is markets and crypto assets. That's some kind of regulation that's coming hopefully this year. Mm. And that would help us a lot. Uh, we still do have a lot of processes around crypto with onboarding for companies. Um, it's simpler, of course, for a human to onboard via KYC. But if you're onboarding as a company, it's not so simple. So there are a lot of topics uh, around crypto which are not easy so it's not so much about the technology so again as i said iota is like greatly supporting us in everything we do we had long discussions uh, on the creation of of how to implement the wallet and it's it's all great but the the area where we are in is we bring it into a industry which is not used to crypto so and and it's different than with a startup where you have maybe financial products based on crypto services where you can where you have a simple software or not a simple but where you have a, a software development ahead and you can maybe after one or two years offer a DeFi product and that's different here we have we have hardware connected we have all the electronics development uh, that needs to be done we need to make sure that everything is penetration tested also on the hardware side. So there's a lot uh, that we need to make sure. And of course we have a, a last topic, which is reputation. So we really need to make sure that whatever we bring in uh, into the market has the highest quality standard you can ever think of. So um, nobody wants, uh, wants a bad reputation so we really need to make everything extremely good. Mm. Um, so we are used to that. And um, of course, our, our products are extremely, have extremely good quality in the market. That's what the customers are used to. But of course, if you develop a new technology and just bring it to a, a kind of traditional market, it's not easy, definitely not. No, definitely. Um, so I'm not, I know that you have another meeting to attend to very soon um i have let's not more any questions on my end is there anything you would like to tell the listeners before we end the episode yeah so i i hope you found it interesting um i would be very happy to get uh, any kind of feedback on this uh, 
to be honest, I, I need to follow up here how how to answer some questions. Maybe you can help me afterwards, Thomas, if, if there are some questions that I might not come and answer directly. Maybe we can uh, do that together afterwards somehow. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And I hope uh, that I have the chance again to talk. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, you answered everything perfectly well. Uh, very good episode. Lots of good information here. So we really appreciate it. Took the time to to join us here and explain what you guys are doing. And I'm more than happy to have you guys on at later stage once you guys are ready. So uh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much too. Thomas, why well, nice talking to you? Very nice talking to you too as well. And to all guys, you guys listening, uh, go check them out on uh, their Twitter page. Uh, check them out on YouTube as well as their uh, homepage. So you, as usual, get behind, get left behind. Cheers.